and welcome to Unity Presbyterian Church Online. This week in worship, Pastor Dana answers the question, how can I trust God and not worry so much? Let's listen. Today we are continuing on in our summer sermon series on questions. And today's question is one that I think a lot of us can relate to. Today's question is, how do I stop worrying and just trust in God? That is a great question. I think a lot of us struggle with this. In fact, the Washington Post just reported that 60% of Americans are plagued with fear and worry and anxiety. 60%. That is a lot. So as we dive into this topic this morning, I wanted to offer an iconic phrase to help guide our thinking. And Ralph Waldo Emerson is oftentimes credited for this iconic phrase. It says, life is a journey, not a destination. Now I say that Ralph Waldo Emerson is oftentimes giving credit for coining this phrase because he in fact did not say that. He said something that was similar to that, it was just a lot longer. So over the years, people have condensed what he did say down to this one liner. What Emerson said was to finish the moment to find the journey's end in every step of the road, to live the greatest number of good hours is wisdom. So it's pretty insightful, it's pretty thought-provoking, and whichever version of this quote you prefer, I think they both speak to us as Christians in a lot of different ways, and they most certainly speak to our question this morning that was raised, the question of how do I stop worrying and just trust in God? Well, in short, life is a journey and not a destination. It is a lifelong journey of developing a trust in God, a God that we cannot see but we can only feel and sense. It is a journey of learning to relinquish our trust in ourselves and to become fully dependent upon God. It is a journey of letting go. And letting go is a hard thing to do. Letting go of our power and our control is a hard thing to master. Trusting in something or someone else besides ourselves is a difficult task to accomplish. We'll see that throughout scripture time and time again. And we're going to look at a passage this morning where we see even the disciples struggling to do this. Where even the disciples are having a hard time trusting in Jesus. Matthew chapter 14 verses 24 through 27 It says the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. And about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once, don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. In this passage, we hear how the disciples are terrified about the storm that they're facing. There's big waves, it's tossing their boat all about, but yet we see Jesus tell them to not be afraid, to take heart, to have courage that he is there with them. Essentially, these disciples are plagued with fear and worry and anxiety, and Jesus says, just stop. Stop all of that worrying, let go, and trust me. 
Now, before we go any further in this passage, I think it might be helpful to understand some of the symbolism that's used here. To start with the sea, which we might think of as the waters or the deep, they have strong biblical connotations. You might recall some of the Old Testament passages, specifically Genesis, that refer to the waters as chaos. Or you might think of the sea as the deep, and it might bring to mind images of these deep, dark, murky waters where what lies below is unknown, it seems threatening. For the people of ancient biblical times, the sea was a place of anxiety. It was a place of dark powers. It was a place of unknown things. And oftentimes, it was a place of death. The other symbolic image that Matthew uses in this passage is the violent storm. The storm that's frightening the disciples, it's tossing their boat all around. This storm is a further extension of the perils of life. This storm represents all of those things in life that cause us fear, that give us anxiety. It symbolizes the things that threaten our sense of security, that disrupts our inner peace. It represents any outside force that affects us. So in this passage of Matthew, where Jesus is recorded walking on water, it illustrates his ability to walk above these deep, threatening waters of chaos and to not be worried by them, to not sink in to those fears. It depicts Jesus very calmly, very effortlessly, walking above this deep sea that's threatening and that contains many unknown dangers. It metaphorically represents his ability to tolerate all of those outside forces without having his peace disturbed without losing his sense of security. Let's see what happens next. Verse 28, it says, Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? So in this part of the story, we see Peter walking on water, attempting to walk on water. And for a minute, he's successful at it. For a minute, he's able to do that. But yet he looks around and he sees the storm that's still there. He sees the waves and he becomes terrified. And so he starts to sink into the water. And Jesus says, why didn't you trust me? Why didn't you trust that I would carry you across this lake, that I was there with you? Why didn't you trust that I would provide for you? Why didn't you just let go and trust in me? And we never get Peter's answer. Peter never answers. He climbs back in the boat with Jesus. He's talking to the disciples. They're declaring that Jesus is the son of God because of this miracle. So we never actually get Peter's answer. But I can imagine what Peter would say. I can imagine what most of us would say in that situation. I know exactly what I would say to Jesus if he said to me, why did you not just trust in me? I would say, well, trusting is a very hard thing to do. It is so hard to let go and to trust. And the bigger the storm, the harder it is to trust. The more we have to lose, the harder it is to relinquish our power and our control 
and to trust fully upon God. It is just hard to let go. This morning, I wanted to share a story with you all that illustrates that, and it also illustrates what can happen when you do actually let go. Many years ago, I was living in western New York, and I was serving my first church up there. And while I was living in western New York, there was a small town next to me that had a little airport. And at this airport, they offered glider plane rides. So for those of you who are not familiar with a glider plane, it is a motorless plane. It does not have landing gear. This is a picture of a glider plane. So the glider plane has a tow rope that's connected at the nose of the glider plane and it connects to the propeller plane. So this is a picture of the rope. You can see it's connected to the propeller plane. And the propeller plane is what'll lift you up off the ground. It tows you down that grass runway so you can lift up off the ground. So one day I got talked into going down to this little airport and going on a glider plane ride. So to say the least, I had a, had a lot of questions. I had a lot of questions and I had a whole lot of anxiety. So I get down there, I'm talking to the pilots, I'm asking them my endless list of questions, like how high up are we going? How long will we be up there? How many years have you guys been doing this? Have there been any deaths here? You know, like the really important questions. So they answered all of them. They were very polite. No deaths had occurred. So I decided that I would do this. I walk over to the glider plane. I meet the pilot that I'm going to be riding with. And so he introduces himself. He says, hi, my name is Roman. And I thought, that has biblical significance. This is clearly ordained by God. He also had a very calming and peaceful presence, which helped calm my nerves. And then he told me he had been flying glider planes for 25 years. So I thought, these are all very good signs. Like, I'm going to hop in this plane. I'm going to do this thing. So I hop in, and Roman uh, jumps in behind me. And a couple minutes later, the men come over. They attach the tow rope to the nose of our glider plane. It's connected to the propeller plane. We hear the propeller start up, and then it launches forward. That rope gets tight, and the glider plane is gliding down this grass runway. And we lift off the ground and we're in the air. I wish that I could stand up here and tell you that this was an exhilarating, wonderful, liberating experience. That was not the case. I was terrified. It was a terrifying experience. It looked much more like me gripping this metal bar that was in front of me, hanging on to dear life, my knuckles turning white, and I'm just praying constantly, like, dear God, please do not let me plummet to my death. So it took us a while to reach our peak altitude. And so we get a mile high in the sky and we reach our peak elevation. And I hear Roman say behind me, he says, okay, we've reached our peak elevation. I need you to pull the cord. I said, I don't know what cord he's talking about. I'm not touching anything. So I just sit there like I didn't hear him. So Roman yells again. He said, okay, we're at our peak altitude. The cord's on your left. I need you to pull that. That will release the tow line from the propeller plane. And I thought, I'm not going to pull that cord. I'm not. There is no way I'm going to pull that lifeline. So Roman yells a third time. And he says, you've got to pull the cord. You've got to let the cord go from the propeller plane. He's got to let go of us up here. And so I reach over and I pull the cord. And at that point, it was like, Jesus, take the wheel. 
It was terrifying. My hands are back on the metal bar. I'm gripping again, knuckles white, just praying and praying and praying. I watched this lifeline drop from the nose of our glider plane. It's fluttering behind our propeller plane like a bike streamer. I can't articulate the fear and the irrational thoughts that were going through my mind. And all the while, Roman is behind me, smiling. He's looking around like, isn't this beautiful? Just having a great and enjoyable experience. And so I'm in a full panic mode, just hanging onto my bar. And at some point, it felt like eternity, but at some point I realized this is not sustainable. I'm not gonna actually be able to be in panic mode this entire time and live, right? Like I'm gonna run out of oxygen if I keep hyperventilating like this. So I decided to just take a breath. I took a breath, I let go of the metal bar, I let go of all the fears and the worries, and I just decided, to pray that this was not going to be the day that God let me plummet to my death. Turns out it wasn't. And it turns out that once you let go of your fears and your anxieties, it is quite peaceful to be in a glider plane. There's no noise from the engine. You can just look all around and you can see the beautiful lakes that were surrounding us. We were near Chautauqua Lake and Lake Erie. You could see the different hues of the, the water as the depths changed. We flew over some of the surrounding towns and you could see some of the church steeples. So it was just absolutely beautiful up there. Now, I am never gonna go on another glider plane ride. That's for certain. <laughs> but I did have a great and wonderful experience once I finally let go. That glider plane ride, it was a journey for me. It was a journey of high anxiety relying upon myself, thinking I was relying upon myself as I was hanging on to my metal bar, right? But to finally let go of your fears and worries. And then it turned into this beautiful, wonderful experience. It was so much more peaceful and it was even liberating. Our journey through life is the same way. There are certain situations that we are going to come up against, and we can hang on to that metal bar in front of us. We can clutch onto those things that we think are bringing us power and control in those situations. Or we can let go, and we can trust that God's got it, and we can enjoy the ride. Our passage from Matthew this morning, it invites us to approach life that way, to let go of our fears and our uncertainties, to let go of our anxieties, and to just enjoy the ride. It invites us to walk above the chaos in our lives and in this world, to face the storms of life with a sense of courage, with a sense of confidence as we develop this deep and abiding trust in God. And I know that that is easier said than done. I know that it is so much easier to say that compared to when you are in those difficult times and the anxiety can take over. And so that's when it becomes a practice, sometimes even a daily effort. So this concept of trusting God and letting go of our worries, our fears, and our anxieties becomes this lifelong journey of letting go more and more, of trusting more and more, of seeing God's faithfulness to us year after year. That's what builds the trust and the confidence I read an article recently that talks about the art of letting go and how we can work towards that goal a little bit. And the author stated, to let go is to fear less and to love more. 
To let go is not to regret the past, but to grow and to live for the future. To let go is not to cut myself off, but rather it's the realization I can't control another person. I can't control another situation. To let go is to admit powerlessness, which means the outcome is not in my hands. Friends, we are powerless human beings. We just think we are powerful and in control at times. We control nothing. It is God who is in control of all things. And what a beautiful reminder at the end of the day. What a wonderful thing to remember when we are in a high-stress situation or in our moment of weakness, that God is in control, and to shift our eyes and our focus back onto God, to remember that no matter what happens in this life, God has it nestled in his hands. Amen. If you would like more information about Unity Presbyterian Church, please visit our website at www.unitypres.org or visit us on Facebook. This is the Unity Presbyterian Church Podcast. Have a great week.